But President Trump really given a hero's welcome at CPAC this year. Uh, let's talk more about this with our good friend Steve Gill. By the way, this segment brought to you by GodBlessTheUSABible.com. I actually have a copy of this Bible. It's unbelievable. And by the way, it makes a terrific gift Bible uh, to someone you love. GodBlessTheUSABible.com. Steve Gill, good morning to you. Good morning, and uh, welcome back from the uh, dark and evil city of uh, Washington, D.C., <clears throat> Although you were surrounded by conservatives, so yeah. you were in a safe place. You know, it's interesting you mention that because there was it was a weird vibe at CPAC this year, and and one of the theories is that it was back in Washington D.C. and there was just a weird mood, um, not like Orlando or Dallas, where it was a bit more celebratory. It was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, Steve, but something was off. You know, they really ought to consider doing it in flyover country because that's where the base is, and that's that's where the heartland is. That's where the, the, the positive vibes are. And, you know, on one hand, it's, it's good to head into D.C. And, and force, you know, some of the locals to know something's going on, but the media coverage isn't there. And you'd probably get more, I think, in, in the local media outlets than you're going to get in Washington, D.C., yeah, well, the conservative media coverage wasn't there. A Fox News boycotted it, so there was there was no national news coverage from Fox. Newsmax, though, had a massive presence. And I will say this, and, and again, we just, I call balls and strikes here, Steve. Uh, that auditorium, uh, maybe it was filled to the brim for President Trump, but that was it. We're talking barely half full most of the time. Well, I noticed some of the pictures that the left and some of the anti-Trumpers were putting out showed pictures of the auditorium with one of the other speakers, apparently, when it wasn't full and tried to claim that, oh, they didn't turn out for President Trump. As you point out, when they were showing the auditorium when he was speaking, it was packed. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, Trump Trump got the packed house, but literally nobody else did. And attendance was down. And I will say this, the number of young people in attendance was was paltry by other, you know, comparing it to other years. And, and look, people were talking about it. A lot of the conservatives were talking about it, some suggesting that maybe a Turning Point USA, uh, some of the other conservative young people groups are actually siphoning away that younger support that CPAC once had. Well, and, and to me, the big head scratcher was not whether Trump would, would create the energy, create the enthusiasm. And, and it came across even through television coverage, just the enthusiasm that was there versus the anti-Trumpers like Pompeo going on the attack against Trump, the guy that the base absolutely reveres and loves, what is the strategy of Pompeo thinking that attacking and demeaning Trump is his pathway to victory? Without even without even having the courage to name Trump, that's that's the, the issue for me. If you want to attack the guy, great, but at least have the courage to call him out by name. Yeah, and, and he's going to, again, go on the attack. Chris Christie's out there, you know, um, you know, this is uh, uh, Trump. Trump is, in fact, half the man he is. But uh, I don't think that it's going to help Chris Christie to be attacking Donald Trump either. I mean, these guys are not going to win friends that are going to win them a general election if they are attacking the base. One of the things in years past that, that really made CPAC fun is you had these you had these uh, dueling raging arguments in the hallways. Uh, I remember the the years that Rand Paul and all the libertarians showed up, and there were these great arguments and debate. It was just a lot of fun. 
there was not that. It was 100% Trump. Nobody else was there. So it was, if you were, you've got to be a diehard Trump supporter or that's it. You're, you're not welcome at CPAC. Well, and even the DeSantis people were apparently positive about Trump. It's, it's like, look, we like Trump. We just like DeSantis better. And I think that's the way to approach it. That oh, it's yeah. Trump to be pro DeSantis. But but that's not what Pompeo and these others are doing. And I think DeSantis, in, in fact, staying on the sidelines right now, seeing if if Trump actually gets the momentum, if he stumbles, letting letting his momentum build from the outside rather than kind of going uh, right into the political arena, I think is the right strategy for DeSantis. And frankly, I think over time it will work for him. I think the straw poll that had such a, a huge win for Trump, well, he was there. Uh, the base was there. He got them revved up. That's gonna that's gonna get get you ten or fifteen points in a straw poll. So I don't think that that really reflects what's going to go on. As I think we do move to a Trump versus DeSantis primary, and many of these others, the the wannabes, are going to drop by the wayside pretty quickly. Either they won't be able to raise the money, they won't be able to energize the base, and I think that both Trump and DeSantis have the same appeal, and and hopefully they'll be able to play in a way that doesn't cost us the general election after a primary. Yeah, that's the big question mark I have because I believe that Trump is going to be the nominee, Steve. My concern is will the establishment Republicans get on board or will they try to sabotage the campaign, which I think they they did and were very successful at doing in 2020. They just stayed home and didn't vote. But we've seen Trump play that same game. Again, you know, you and I call balls and strikes. After Trump lost Georgia, uh, telling people to stay home in the runoff election for the two Senate seats there cost us two Senate seats. So so Trump did his, I'm going to take my ball and go home routine, and, and he may get payback from the establishment for having played that way himself. Steve, and, and by the way, and just to balls and strikes, to give you an illustration of how crazy it is out there right now. So someone lambasted me on the social media platform, Instagram of all pages, of all places, and they said, I, I mentioned low turnout at, at CPAC, and I and and again, I mentioned the, the lack of the young people there. And uh, somebody called me out as, as, as being a rhino who, who they always knew I was pro DeSantis. And I'm like, I've already endorsed Trump. What are you, I mean, come on, this is crazy. And, and being, being pro DeSantis is rhino how, you know, even again, you, 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 DeSantis is the Trump policies. How, how can DeSantis be a rhino when he's advocating and implementing the Trump policies in the state of Florida has, has taken a half point win in Florida to a, you know, double-digit huge win in Florida after four years of people seeing what Republicans can do. I think we're going to see the same thing with J.D. Vance, by the way, in Ohio. You know, four more years from now, J.D. Vance, who won by about five or six points, is going to absolutely bury the opposition in Ohio. I don't think they'll have a serious contender against him. So when Republicans get to show what we actually do uh, without the filter of the mainstream media, we do pretty well. So the idea that, that Todd Starnes or Steve Gill is a rhino simply because we point out truth is is, is an indicative uh, point that our side can be cultish as well, the same way that uh, you know some people are, are all in for the Bernie Sanders cult, the AOC cult, the Joe Biden cult. They won't accept that there are sometimes flaws in our guys, and, and the Jeffs definitely, definitely can't do it. And unfortunately, some of the people on our side can't do it either. 
Well said. All right, folks, Steve Gill, host of the Gill Report on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. This segment brought to you by GodBlessTheUSABible.com. That's GodBlessTheUSABible.com. Now, Steve, I want to talk about a big, big story uh, that's happening here in the volunteer state. Ben Dieter has been covering this story for uh, for a while. Uh, the, the, the decision by the state legislature to tackle and successfully outlaw these gender transition surgeries, and uh, also the drag queens. And, and Ben, I know you've been covering the, the drag queen component of this, and uh, the, the mainstream media coverage has been a flat-out lie. It's that, Absolutely. and briefly, I think the biggest lie in the breakdown, and we've covered this on the show, is that this bill banishes drag shows forever in the volunteer state. That is a lie. It banishes drag queens from performing in front of children. And Steve, I know you detailed that on the morning show last week. Well, and, and again, it, the left has to lie to attack our policies because the truth cannot, uh, cannot be de- denied. And, and we saw the same thing with the don't say gay bill. You know, there was no mention of banning gay. They've been attacking Ron DeSantis in Florida for, for banning coverage of African-American history uh, with this AP course down there that was really just knocking out the gay, lesbian, transgender stuff that was being put in a course that's supposedly about black history. Uh, and they've done exactly the same thing, Ben and, and uh, uh, Todd, as, as you point out. The, the ban on transgender drag shows is not a ban on drag shows. It's a ban on sexually provocative performances in front of children. And, and I've uh, pointed out both in, in Memphis and on other stations across Tennessee, if the Democrats in Tennessee want to die on the hill of demanding that sexually provocative, perverted shows are performed in front of children, bring that on. I hope Democrats will campaign on that during the midterm election across the state. We already have supermajorities in the state house and the state senate. I don't know if we can get more than that, but you've got guys like uh, Parkinson in Memphis in a black district voting for this legislation because he is making the right point. We need to protect the kids. I hope Democrats make this the centerpiece of their campaigns in, in another 18 months. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Steve. All right, real quick here. We're, we're opening up the phone lines this morning. A lot of people wanting to intervene, intercede on behalf of John Morant. Any advice you would give John as he's uh, sitting on the sidelines for the next little while? Yeah, I, I think that uh, he's, he's still a young guy, and I think he can learn from this experience. I think that the Grizzlies did the right thing by saying, look, we're not going to you know, take take this lightly. This is a violent city. We don't need to have one of our top sports stars contributing to the image of violence. And I think they've done the right thing. I think Jai needs to to man up, accept responsibility, and and make it clear that uh, that it was a mistake and that it won't be repeated. All right, Steve Gill, folks, where can uh, Steve? Where can folks go if they want to get more Steve Gill? At the Gill Report on Twitter. At the Gill Report on Twitter. I link stories that I'm. Find it during the course of the day. And uh, as always, man, I encourage people, go to the KWAM website, Mighty990.com. Ben and his team are doing a great job of covering the local news there in a way that other media outlets, radio and TV, just simply aren't. All right, Steve Gill, great American patriot. Most importantly, uh, he's a Tennessean, and we love that. Steve, good hearing from you. Thanks, my friend. Glad to have you back home. All right, good to be back home. Uh, Steve Gill, ladies and gentlemen, host of The Gill Report, brought to you by GodBlessTheUSABible.com.